0: Okay, so we are live. This is the Emmanuel Thomas podcast. And the first way that I am going to start this podcast off is to say, Jake, what in the world is wrong with your people? Mm -hmm. Um, For real. So Mm -hmm. uh, this podcast is going to speak about George, George, I said George, right? George? Mm -hmm. George Floyd and uh, Breonna Taylor and many of the injustices that we have just witnessed, that we are witnessing even now um, on social media, on the news, everywhere. Jake, what in the world is wrong with your people? They're getting on my whole black nerves. I'm just saying.
1: Fair enough, yeah. Uh, we got a long way to go. Um, we as white people, we've got a long long way to go, Um, and I don't have all the answers, of course, Um, but I appreciate you calling it what it is, Um, you know, a spade's a spade, and so we're here to talk about it, and um, yeah.
0: Okay okay you know you know uh so so look for for my uh for my holy people that was me saying the question in a nice way now for y'all that look that are a little bit ratchet i'm i'm gonna help y'all out what the hell is wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) with yo crazy people Mm -hmm. um because this is absolutely ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous And I want to start off by saying, first of all, this is not a cute reconciliation, kumbaya, let's hold hands and act like nothing, has gone on conversation. That is not what Emmanuel Thomas does. That's not what Wayne Cradle or Jake Thomas does. Mm -hmm. We ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not a reconciliation conversation. You can have that for a whole different podcast. I think that there's nothing wrong with two races having a conversation. Let's be clear with that. However, uh, conversations regarding reconciliation that do not speak about justice, that do not speak about dealing with what is Correct. What is wrong calling a spade a spade is not conversations that we need to have to be honest with you
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um, you cannot put your knee on somebody's neck and then say hey, let's reconcile ain't no reconciliation over here, bro mm-hmm. Not right now. So uh, I love you and you look and you love me For sure. But this is not a reconciliation conversation you, you walk and have kumbaya somewhere else and I say that in the name of jesus
2: for sure mm-hmm. Okay,
0: uh, so For those who don't know, um, and who would not know by now, uh, we have just witnessed a Minneapolis police officer place his neck on a black man in trying to, uh, what, subdue him? He was already subdued. He was Mm -hmm. already in handcuffs. He was already taken down. And if it was not for the recording of someone... Um, who knows whether or not, uh, justice would even be seen. Okay. And that's even a question up for grabs because yes, this man has been arrested. This man has been, has been charged and mm. you know, the The police department has been really big about saying, hey, we've never charged anyone anyone this quick, especially an officer. We want y'all to know that this man has been charged quickly, but the charge has been third degree murder, a.k.a. manslaughter. And so there's even conversations as to whether or not that's fair. And then to even go further, the news media has. Or doctors have said, oh, well, you know, he had other conditions going on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and trying to kind of, in some ways, make it seem like it was not only the person's knee. And it's like, no, someone's knee yeah. was on this person's neck. And and then to add insult to injury, there are three other officers who have not been arrested yet um, who were an accessory to the fact mm-hmm because they could have stopped it. They could have, they could have done something and you know, from what we know, they just stood there. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot going on, Jay. It's a lot going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole lot. I mean, I think if I've got it right, nine minutes, nine minutes of knee on the neck and nine minutes is a long time, a really long time. And, uh, I think killer Mike, he described it. Well, he used the word assassination. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is is pretty accurate. Appropriate, yeah. Pretty accurate. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of outrage, and understandably so.
0: Yes, yes. And so uh, I want to be mindful because I've been hearing, you know, I want to say, first of all, shout out to... Um, I, have a, I have a good friend named Aaron Thomas who is a reporter in North Carolina. Shout out mm-hmm. to the black reporters
2: mm-hmm.
0: that are risking their lives to go out and get the story. They're getting tear gas sprayed at them. Mm-hmm. Some are getting arrested, et cetera, because they recognize that if they do not go out, and get these stories recorded then the stories could be twisted and recorded in different ways by white reporters mm-hmm. um so to that i want to say uh, be careful i want to say we love you guys we're thinking about you we're praying for you and thank you for uh, risking your lives in the midst of a, of a pandemic yeah okay to go and record and let's not forget the fact that this man that had his knee on this man's neck did not have one a face mask, no one you know there were no gloves, no, I think he had gloves. I want to be honest, I think he had gloves he on, may have. but he sure. didn't have a face mask, and so a lot going on, and so there's been um I want to call to um our attention there was something that uh Mark Lamont Hill said, and he was saying that we need to um be mindful of our words and of our definitions okay because Mm -hmm. now um there has been this great outcry Mm -hmm. from black people and the term that the media um and the other leaders have used is called a riot okay Mm -hmm. they're just having a riot you know sounds like they're having a temper tantrum they're having a moment okay when let's be clear first of all historically um, whenever uh, blacks could not get the the attention of white people, we start tearing down stuff. Mm-hmm. We start uprising, you know. Um, and that that's a historical fact, you know. And throughout history, um, it has shown that that is how people pay attention, you know. Now, I'm not saying to go down and, I'm not saying to go and uh, burn it, go go and burn down a bus. But but what I am saying is that when there is blatant injustice and it is seen and it is felt because when we look at George Floyd, we see him as an uncle, we see him as mm-hmm. a dad. Mm-hmm. When it's blatant death, there is a there is a black rage mm-hmm. that spikes. That's like, no, I don't want to hear you know any excuses? I don't want to hear. Well, maybe if he would have not done X, no, yeah. this is wrong. You killed him. It was recorded. This man has been assassinated. And so, um, Mark Lamont Hill uses the term "uprising" mm-hmm. versus riot. You know that there that this is uh, an uprising, a a saying no, a protesting to. You know. A calling out of uh, the injustice the injustice and so um, I'm talking a lot I am I am I am heated I am I am not in in the best place uh, because I'm 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 upset Mm -hmm. I'm scared I am angry I am you know I'm not merciful you know I'm pissed I'm prayerful you know there's so many emotions that occurred when these things happened and and now we have another black body that we have to uh bury Mm -hmm. while people are forced to just kind of move on Mm -hmm. you know um we have for years black people have for years have had to to bury bodies you know um at you know at the expense of just moving on
2: yeah you
0: know and so uh, you have any thoughts on this uh, so far, kind of, uh, Jake, at all? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get, I get where you're at, where you're at, 100. I think my thought goes to that. Uh, it's another. This is another example of a a truthful story that has been experienced and told and known by many, if not all, in the Black community. Uh, over the course of hundreds of years, and then especially over the last hundred of hundred, I'd say, in the media where it is not acknowledged, it's not validated, and as a nation, uh, both at the political level and at the media level, there has not been that consistent acknowledgement that, yes, these racial injustices happen. On a regular basis, and it's not okay, and we need to do something about it. And it's it's almost as though like each individual experience of another black man or another black woman being hurt, killed, treated unfairly by the police, it 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 springboards this conversation from a lot of uh, a lot of white people, um, and then I see a lot of conservative media too of. All these extra reasons and details as to how this may or may not have been race related and this is just a narrative that's being pushed and well you have to consider this and that and it's what goes through my mind is all that is doing it's it it, it's like arguing at the wrong level it's it's like you're missing the bigger picture that there is this true story and experience that still has not been validated so of course every time this kind of incident happens it's going to kick up the rage, and the pain, and the hurt that has not been rightfully acknowledged um, in all the right places. And so um, that's what needs it, it's what needs to happen, in, in my mind, is, is what, what comes up for me. So it, it doesn't surprise me that this is happening again, as I'm sure it doesn't surprise you whatsoever. Um, but that doesn't take away, by any means, the, the pain and the rage that obviously comes up once more, once more. Um,
0: I want to speak to something that you said, um, and and I want I want to challenge you and I want to love on you for a minute. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. because when you, first started, you said I get where you're at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good point.
0: Um. And I want to lovingly, and, 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 and you are my brother, so, you know, i mm-hmm. ride for you, heaven. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to lovingly say, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. And I say that not just to Jake. Mm-hmm. I say that to um, any white ally that wants to, um, and and white allies, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Mm-hmm. I say that to any white ally that wants to, in love and, and in good faith, engage in conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't ever say, I get where you're at. Yeah.
2: You're
0: right. right. You yeah. know, um, you don't get where I'm at. Yeah. You know, um, but you can hear me. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, I hey, hey, I hear you. Hey, um, I see where you're at. Sure but to say i get where you're at yeah. um, it connotes that you absolutely understand or you've been in the shoes. so i know that you know i know you you know we we cool yeah yeah no but, you're, um, right. you're right you're right i wanted to i wanted to say that yeah, um true. um so and and y'all it it's so much that i want to i want i want to pass out here um here in richmond there has been Um, A lot of damage done um, as a result of the uprising, you know. And and many cities have been attacked. Um, And I I, I want you know there are people that say, "Well, stop destroying stuff, stop breaking stuff. Uh, Why you gonna burn down a school Or, or, you know?" Why you want to burn down a bus or why you want to burn, you know, and black rage understands. And again, I'm not saying let's go down and burn down a bus. But I am saying that people that understand history recognize that that black rage understands that none of this belonged to me anyway.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I had to fight to get on the bus. I had to fight to go to the school. I had to fight to get into the city building. And even though I've made it on the bus, even though I drive the bus, even though I I've made it into the schools, even though I teach at the schools, even though um, I'm I'm a city official, I'm still seen as a nigga. Mm-hmm. It still ain't all mine anyway. You know, um and so I want us I want us to be mindful of when we try to rationalize why somebody is upset well well y'all should well y'all shouldn't be that upset or you shouldn't mm-hmm. be breaking stuff and you know um history has shown that uprising um it's a psychological thing you know it's a hey I need I want you to hear me if we could have had this conversation at the table And things worked out, I wouldn't have to go to the street. I I wouldn't have to protest. Um, And so I want to say that because we got to be careful. Because when we try to rationalize somebody else's pain, Mm -hmm. we cause more damage. We cause more trauma. Um, And so I want to kind of be mindful of that. The other piece that I want to say is... um, lost my my train of thought here Um, the other piece that I want to say is that I hope and that I pray that black females who are slain like Breonna Taylor would also get the same media coverage Mm -hmm. as George Floyd and when I say that that is not me comparing deaths, or comparing damage. But what, have, but what, but what we have seen is that there, there have also been black women that have been slain in their own houses that do not get the same coverage. For those who don't know, um, Breonna Taylor was an EMT. Um, who was killed, and sh- and the, the police were uh, trying to do a drug raid,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, and they went to the wrong house, and she died because of that. You know, she was an EMT trying to help in in the midst of Corona. You know, um, and 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 what what's ironic is. She trying to help in the midst of a virus that we don't know about mm-hmm. in the midst of, of a virus that that that's claiming black bodies that nobody really cares about and now she now now she herself is dead and left to to pick up the pieces where is her case? what's going on where's the outcry you know um so these are these are just conversations that we just that we absolutely um have to work through that we absolutely have to talk through so
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um i'm I'm saying a lot but um yeah so i'm just i have a little list y'all i got something on my phone i just some things that i just wanted to to just look at um with that oh the the other thing that i wanted to say is i think that we need to have a a um there's a difference between protest and looting, okay? Um, looting does come out of protest. Mm-hmm. Um, however, everyone that is protesting is not looting, okay? So looting is, is of course, when you um, start stealing stuff during a protest, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone's not looting, you know. And so, uh, to those who are, you know. That should, that, that's not going to help. That's not, you know, okay, that is against the law. Um, but big ups and much love to those who are protesting and who are going home or trying to make it home, who may not come home, you know. So I do want to say that because many times we try to conflate certain issues or, conf- or you know, w- without recognizing what, w- which one could be a result of another. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um moving on here, um the going now I'm going to kind of move on to like our mental health kind of portion and I want to say with with all that being said, um you can protest without being on social media. It is absolutely okay to log off and and this goes for white and black. Mm-hmm. Whomever, it is absolutely okay to log off and pray or protest safely. You don't always have to be on social media in order to make a difference. Your mm-hmm. voice should never only be attached to social media anyway. Yeah. Let's start there. You can be mm-hmm. just as prophetic off of social media as you can on social media. And people that... um the need to constantly fuss at who's not posting on social media for me i don't really gel with that i don't really gel with that um because there are people that are doing a lot in the streets who are not logged on who are not take who are not taking selfies mm-hmm. but are doing the work mm-hmm. and so big up to those who are doing the work i'm gonna tell you one thing that that we did that passion and i and my nephew did this weekend We all logged off of social media and watched Good Burger Mm
2: -hmm.
0: while eating chicken. I mean, you know, (laughs) while eating, you know, a nice meal. And uh, one, first of all, I, I forgot how funny Good Burger was. But we needed that moment just to laugh, just to share a meal together no matter what was on the plate. Just to enjoy each other, mm-hmm. it wasn't ignoring what occurred, mm-hmm. but it was recognizing that um, for our own mental health, let's log off for a second, you know, um, and just relax and breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and still be connected. Yeah, but to not, you know, um, be ingrained on every post, scrolling aimlessly all day, mm-hmm. that can affect your psyche the other thing that I want to that I want to bring up is this it is absolutely okay if you do not watch George Floyd's video a hundred million times yeah it does not uh, make you any less in the struggle Mm -hmm. it also doesn't make you any less in you know in the struggle if you do not share his video Mm -hmm. 9 million times um, because, for, because for some people, and we have to be mindful of our influence, for some people, it is traumatic to relive something over and over again. And so take some time to log off social media. Take some time to relax. And what, and, 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 and please hear me when I say this. I'm not saying to ignore what has happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to not be connected to what's going on. Um, black people. I'm saying that it is okay to take time for your own mental health because this stuff will kill us. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it is killing us. And we have to live so that we can continue to protest. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and no one else is really going to look out for our health but ourselves. And so from one black man who was scared to another, it is absolutely okay to log off. And take a breather, um, and get some water. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jay, what can the white folk do? What what help them? The ones that you can. What can white folk do? Because I can't talk to them right now. What What can <laughs> white folk do? Um. Well,
1: I really liked your point about social media versus your day to day life and that one does not necessarily discount the other. Um, and so I, I very much think about, for myself um, and other white people that I know, you know, it, this, is not a, this is not a condemnation for any white person posting on social media in an effort to stand in solidarity with black men and women. So that's, that's not a condemnation whatsoever but I do wonder how long will that intentionality and that effort last in terms of, we can say a lot of things on social media, but I think about, and this is a message to myself, so I'm not just speaking to other white people, but what am I doing outside of social media in my relationships and in my interactions at work, at home, uh, just in the community with other white people? Am I having conversations with other white people about what's going on racially, systemically, um, and am I, am I challenging other white people around their views of systemic racism and what's happening? Um, and, and I think that there is also an element there where you know, we talk about white silence versus uh, white allyship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that aspect of white silence meaning if, if you see and you know and you're aware and yet you're silent then therefore you're, compli- you're complicit and there's a responsibility for us as white people uh, to say something and so I think that uh, I think that that's real uh, that white silence is real and that, that's linked to, to privilege in a way that because because I'm white that I do have a level of privilege where I can be quiet and continue to get through my life. Like I could not say anything and in some ways my life probably would not change very much. And, and I know there's a lot of opinions about privilege and whatnot, but say what you will, that in itself is an example of privilege. And so I have a responsibility in my eyes that if I really truly care about the injustice like I say that I do, then I have to live that out. And to me, that is a, is a lifelong journey, which means that I personally have to wrestle with my own attitude, thoughts, and beliefs that may be off, and also be willing to be humble where if I step wrong, like I stepped wrong just, what, 10 minutes ago, it's like I, I said something I shouldn't have said, you know, like I should have taken a more, um, a different approach. You know, and, and so I have to be willing to, to hold that space and acknowledge where, where I get it wrong um, and I was talking to one of our good friends I told you already mm-hmm. on the way over here and um, I think he said it perfectly and so I just mentioned him because I don't want to take credit for it but I think there's a lot of white people on, on the fence so to speak um, who, who aren't as aware as others who may not know or, or have the experiences or have heard of the experiences where they feel confident that yes there is systemic and racial oppression and injustice and it's not okay and I need to take a stand. There are some that are like, well, I don't know. Like, this is confusing. Like, I don't see it. I'm not sure. And they can kind of go through their life that way. Um, And I think that, again, personally, like, I, I think I have a higher responsibility of not cutting those people off from my life or saying, you just don't get it. And I'm just going to go about my way. But I think that I have an obligation to engage with those other white people and have conversations and be in relationship with them and do my best to, to unveil what may be true and, and and encourage and push and challenge, um, whether it's actual racial speech on their end or if it's just the lack of knowledge. Um, and so I don't, I don't pretend to know how to do that perfectly. Um, but I think that's on me. That's on me to do because I think you and I have talked about too. Yeah, like it's not yeah. it's not black people's responsibility to teach white people about racism. Right. It's not black people's responsibility to hold space necessarily for white people to go through their 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 guilt and their sadness and their sorrow. Yeah. It's like because cause trust and believe like if if you're white and you want to get into this this battle, it's like yes like there's going to be sorrow and guilt and grief and you're gonna have to walk that path like i i know like i still fall into periods where it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna cry and i'm gonna feel bad and i'm gonna i'm gonna feel weight but but okay like i that i'm not gonna take that burden and i'm not gonna bring it to you and say wayne what do i do with this this sorrow and sadness it's like no like i need to carry that carry that and then Get through that so that I can hold space for what you're going through um, is my understanding or my thought? Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So those I shared a lot, but I guess I'll, I'll ask a question now of uh, when you mention with social media and, and there's, there's white people feeling outraged and posting on social media and joining in on these protests, um, do you have guidance? per se, for them that you may even want to share, which you can say, well, go to hell and figure it out, because that's fair enough. Um, do you have, have thoughts as far as, like, here's how you can be an ally in in this particular setting?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would say, first of all, if you want to be an ally for black people, prepare to get your feelings hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Prepare to get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, whether in love or not, yeah. Because this is not uh, uh, a sprint; this is a marathon. Mm-hmm. And prepare to prepare to hear and to have some conversations that are absolutely going to piss you off, that are going to challenge how you think, and prepare to get your feelings hurt. <laughs> and I say that in the sense that when there is an outcry when there's an uprising when something like this happens for black people there's a space of i just want to be mad don't talk to me right now Mm -hmm. i want to i just want to be mad i don't want a solution i don't want a card i don't want an inbox in my in my uh in you know in my dms Um, because we don't know whether or not you're doing that because you really care or you're doing it as a result of your own feelings yeah you know Um, and so what it takes is for black people to see consistency in white allyship Mm -hmm. Um, I I can name a plethora of white allies that I know who have been consistent Mm -hmm. in their feelings regarding injustices um within race and gender every time you know and then there's also people who want to become a, a, a white ally today yeah because it's Thursday because it seems like the right thing to do mm-hmm. you know and so they want to call their white their one black friend that they really don't have that they think that they have but if but mm-hmm. they're not really friends and bandwagon yeah yeah you know and Mm -hmm. and then have that moment to make themselves feel better no don't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um white allies are best prophetic when they deal with other white people
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you don't ever have to come to uh, a black meeting you don't have to you don't have to go find up for the NAACP you ain't got to you know go to no talk to your people so talk to so I, i'll say this you may have some some people in your family and mm-hmm. i love your family shout out to the jake family yeah. right yeah. T- to the thomas settle family but you may have some folk in your family who you know say the n-word behind my, behind my back mm-hmm. who you know may be prejudiced or bigot you know who may not really rock with black folk like that those are the people that you gotta to talk to,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and that becomes a challenge because, um, and I don't want to speak for white people, but I don't know if it's the notion of, you know, that person is going to disown you or mm-hmm. y'all gonna y- y'all won't be family no more, y'all y'all may fall out. I don't know what I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but there's a fear that we see when it comes to hey, why don't you talk to your uncle that you know? you know um, is racist or talk to your, you know your your whomever that you know talk to them Mm -hmm. you know because when white allies start talking to to white people about white privilege Mm -hmm. that's a step in the right direction you know because it's easy just to come to a meeting with black folk and say I know where you are Mm -hmm. you know um and okay that's well okay you know but you know but to have that conversation with um your people your family you mm-hmm. know um your counterparts i think that's the best thing and and this is is important because we have white allies who uh they're, they that may seem in the middle that may seem like okay um, I'm not silent because I don't care. I mm-hmm. am quote unquote silent because I don't know what to say, or um, and again, I don't want to speak for, for white allies, but I don't know, mm-hmm. but I may not know what to say, or, or I don't want to say the wrong thing. Sure. Okay. Or you may have some that are like, look, I'm trying to, you know, I want to be vocal, um, but I don't want to speak for black people. So where, where, you know, where am I? Mm-hmm. Um. I think that risk taking is important. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it's better to be a white ally that says, look, I may not know um all of what to say or I may not have the best words, but this is wrong. Blacks are being killed mm-hmm. all the time. You know? Um and I can see that mm-hmm. you know. I think that being able to say that is more important than saying nothing you know um, so that's what i think and then and then the other piece is every white ally effort does not need to be on social media so if you have (laughs) a a a race support group with your white friends y'all don't need to to take any selfies and send it Mm -hmm. to any black friends to let folk know that you're doing the work yeah why does the work need to always be showcased on social media I do not know Mm -hmm. everything does not need to be showcased social media is important it is a platform I recognize that people you know they follow me they follow you they follow us I get it but every quote-unquote good deed does not need to be showcased Mm -hmm. Uh, so Um, something else that black people appreciate is authenticity. Mm -hmm. We recognize when you are full of BS and we recognize when you are absolutely, um, authentic, you know, and that's what we value, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that, and, and I want to say this, white allyship should not just be for black people. It should also be for Hispanics. It should also be for women. It should, you know, it should also be for. Those who are not heterosexual. It should be for anyone that is a minority, anyone that is dis- disenfranchised, anyone that is, um, that that faces oppression, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, don't just do it for a black moment. That's that's mm-hmm. no, don't do that. So, that's, those are my thoughts, Jay. Those those are my thoughts. You-
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of really good things. Um I think a couple of things that stood out the fear and the link to risk taking. Um I think was perfect perfectly illustrated. And thick skin. I thought about thick skin that uh that I I could say we, I could say the royal we, but I'll just say I for now. Um like I I need to have thick skin in order to take those risks and take a step out there because I know I'm gonna fumble like I I know I'm gonna get it wrong and there's the perfectionist part of me you know that that wrestles with that is like I want to do it right and perfectly every time my first try and I'm not gonna be able to do that and so if I if I truly care then I need to be willing to take that risk and fail and to be called out and to in some ways be humiliated in the moment potentially um and maybe it's that strong and maybe it's not maybe i'm just i get a lot of pushback and it's like i need to be able to to handle that and it's something you said made me think too this this idea of being a a white ally um i was thinking about this earlier today it's a little bit half-baked but i think we can in wanting to be an ally, if we make allyship the goal and almost like our identity, then I think sometimes we we can miss, we can almost miss the cause and we make it about ourselves mm, again. That's good. That it's almost like we're caught up in our image as being an ally rather than like, what is the whole point of what we're actually doing? Um, because the point is not about me being a good ally. That's not the point. And, and, it's, and the point's not me being called an ally or seen an ally. But mm, the point is, am I having a voice where I need to have a voice for those who don't have one? Am I, am I engaging with other white people around these thoughts and beliefs and, and, the, and the distorted idea of, of where there's disenfranchisement and injustice? And so if my mind is caught up in whether or not I'm being a good ally or not, then I can fall into two different pit holes. One, I can start attacking other white people because it's like, oh, I'm the good guy. I'm the ally, and I'm going to attack them because they're not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not a good move. And, and nor is it either that I'm going to get so caught up in my image of if if I get called out, then it's like, oh, no, I'm not being a good ally, which is about me. It, it's not about, that's good. It's not about uh, the person of color. It's that's not good. about the minority anymore. And so I, I think that's sometimes where the, the social media comes into play of – Oh, I need to make sure other people know I'm doing my part. I, mm-hmm. I, I need to make sure that other people know I'm being a good ally. And it's like, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. That, that's that's good. not that's not what it's about. And and I think that happens at a at a Christian level too. That sometimes there's that like, well, I need to be a good Christian, and, and so this is what a good Christian does. And it's like, no, you don't. No, that that's not the goal. The goal is not for me to be a good Christian. Like that's then it's about me and my identity and my image and 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 yeah it's about me so this needs to be about the other it needs to be about the other person that's in front of you and what you're willing to do um and so yeah I and I don't have it I don't have it and I never will have it fully it like I and that's hard that sucks like that sucks that I don't quote unquote have it I'm gonna have to fumble and continue to, to fumble through it but uh that's what I think we as white people need to embrace, if we, if we really want to live out authentically the truth of bringing some level of of equality and and this aspect that, yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that.
0: Allyship is not a badge. Yeah. And this ain't Pokemon. <laughs> trying to catch them all because you do have uh, some white people that try to be on every team in order to have a badge on and that makes them feel better about themselves mm-hmm. stop that um, the other piece is going back to this fumbling thing going back to you know um, your fumble earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast the beauty of it is you earn your respect from me you earn your love from me when you're able to say oh you know when Mm -hmm. called out that's the beauty that strengthens the friendship that strengthens the bond you know that's when support is felt because no one's asking for perfection Black people are asking for accountability.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not interested in perfection. But accountability. If you know what you did, be honest about what, be honest about what you did. Yeah, You know, um, this country um, has been buried with so many white lies. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember uh, the article came out about the woman who fessed up to um lying on Emmett Teal, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, it was all a lie. Okay. Accountability, yes, to a certain degree, but it's too late.
1: Yeah.
0: It's too late. And I don't know if that's white guilt or what, but that it's it's too late. He's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wouldn't say accountability in that way, but in the present moment, you know, to be able to say oh, let me rephrase that. Oh, I probably shouldn't say it like that. Yeah. That's where the respect comes from. That's where the honor comes from. But do you know how many times, Jay, that we as black people will say, hey, if this makes me feel a certain kind of way. And mm. we're told, man, you shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. That's not actually what that meant. Well, or if you think about it, <laughs> it should be, you know, they probably oh, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean, mean it that, that way. way. I'm like, Any, anybody ask how you meant it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's about being responsible and, and about being, being accountable, especially as Christians.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we cannot continue to um, tell people how they shouldn't, how they should and shouldn't feel. And we should not be uh, ones who look and turn a blind eye. To injustice, and then go to church and preach about a Christ who died on the cross mm-hmm. for injustice. Wait a second. What is that about? So, speaking of Christ, speaking of church, we are recording this on May 31st, 2020, mm-hmm. which means that it is Pentecostal Sunday. Shalom. And what um, uh, was so profound. I was looking on um I was scrolling through Facebook and one of my good good uh pastoral friends uh and brothers, Derek Mercer, shout out to Derek Mercer in Florida. Um he had posted something and he said, I'm trying to reconcile um the the George Floyd losing his breath
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what that means for Pentecost Sunday where we're where that's the place where we receive God's Spirit yeah okay and then someone else posted and talked about uh, the fire of the Holy Spirit the fire of Pentecost mm-hmm. and how um, we look and we see that they burnt up the Minneapolis uh, precinct
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and trying to place the fire of the Holy Spirit intention with the fire of the precinct Mm -hmm. you know that these four officers served in you know Mm -hmm. uh the holy spirit giving breath placed intention with man continuing to take breath away you know from from the marginalized what do we do um because this, this has been a pentecost sunday like none other and what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. And um, if you ask me, which none of you all did, but if you ask me, um, when, when we see the fire of the precinct and we see, um, you know, it shows to me that the Holy Spirit is not just um, a God that quickens us. Mm -hmm. Okay that redeems us Yes all that is true But the Holy Spirit also convicts Mm -hmm. And for some The fire of the precinct Shows uh, The conviction Of the Spirit You are supposed to protect And serve Mm -hmm. And you have taken the life Of someone in your custody That person was not protected Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Fire You know um, and for many, that is life-giving. You know, um, it shows a recompense. It shows um, that our God is not for this. And for some, that's a radical Christianity. You mm-hmm. know, but I, mm-hmm. but I, but I can deal with it. You know. And then the question becomes, um, as a pastor, when, when we do our Pentecost Sunday services. Uh, are we going to skip over George Floyd and talk about the coming of the spirit?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and if so, why and how dare we decide to talk about Jesus giving the spirit? Mm-hmm. And, not, and not at all talk about how George lost his body and his spirit. You know, um, maybe, maybe not his spirit. Let me make sure that my theology is straight, but lost his body. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and whose spirit was crushed in the moment? Um, lost his breath. L- lost his breath. Lost. You know, uh, how do we how do we uh, navigate that? How do, you know, if mm-hmm. if God is the one that gives the ruah mm-hmm. you know, if God is the one that breathes in us, who are we to take away somebody else else's breath? You mm-hmm. know. So, w- what do we do with Pentecost Sunday? Any any thoughts? Uh.
2: <laughs>
1: Man, yeah. Where my thoughts go, and you're more of a theologian than I am, so these are my thoughts. I believe. Uh, but I think about prior to Pentecost, it was uh, it was Christ's ascendancy. So he rose into heaven, and then following that, it was weight, and then the the pneuma, the spirit, the breath of, of God that it comes with tongues of fire of then invigorates the disciples there and many others and then the idea was okay now go now go and carry my name carry carry the gospel which is good news carry the good news be the hands and feet of me because um, I am leaving you with all that you need I am equipping you to be my hands and feet and I when I think of the message as a, as a white person especially um, sure as a white believer but there's a level of, of God has equipped me and given me a responsibility to be his hands and feet in the world, to be the light of the world, to be the salt of the world. And that requires action. And there's a level of, of repentance that I think uh, that for white people that we have to get to, which repentance is not just a cognitive belief or just a cognitive exercise yeah. it is it is a, an action it is a it is a turning from which is the meaning of the word repentance which if you turn from something you have to turn to something and then you have to go forth and act that out and as James says without faith well no without works faith is dead and so we can talk about the Spirit of God all we want but if we are not having the ears to hear and asking the spirit, where do i move what do i i say and speak and do in this moment um, then i think we're missing we're missing something and and there's a picture that comes to mind and i'm trying to make this clear for there. hacksaw ridge there's a movie called hacksaw ridge it's a war movie and there's a one of the individuals he chose to be a medic didn't want to carry a gun um, anyway there's a scene where he's on the top of the ridge and it's night and there's smoke and there's Rockets firing everywhere, and and he's he's sworn basically his life to God of uh, I want to I want to help serve and help and save and per- protect. But he's in a in a moment of crisis, and it's basically saying God, I can't hear you. What do mm. I do? I can't hear you. And what he then hears is the cries of the men on the battlefield, and he takes that to be the voice of God, and he runs back into the midst of the battlefield to help drag as many men to safety as he can and that's the picture to me of like this week George Floyd all of the voices of the black men and women who are crying out it's like we we as as believers can ask all right God what are you saying and it's like to me it's that same picture of we can already hear it like we can hear the voices of our black brother and sisters who are crying out and it's like if we don't think that that's the voice of God if we don't see Jesus or Christ in that voice and do something about it then I think we're missing something in a big way Um, Hmm.
0: I think what we learn from this is that Pentecost comes at a cost Pentecost was never meant to be cued we look at uh, Pentecost and say, "Oh well, you know, they went and they did the X twenty nine and model and built the church." It was to it was to their death that the church was birthed, and the cost of being a witness, of being an Acts one witness is more than just about somebody falling out in the church with the Holy Spirit. It's more than about speaking in tongues. It's more than about uh, uh, having the most likes on Facebook. It's more than about doing a bunch of revivals and being popular and having followers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just having cute missionary projects to post with our selfies to be a witness is unto death. It is costly. It is not easy. Um, And yes, we do have power, but power comes at a cost. And so um, I pray that with the power that we do have, that we use it to speak to the injustice that is happening, that we use our power that you would use your power, Jake, to mm-hmm. um, to speak to your white counterparts. You know that we that that we would use our power um, to not condone what we know to be blatant injustice. That our power would go way beyond the keyboard. You know, way beyond a social media or Instagram post, way beyond a Facebook live. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but that we would truly use our power um, in the ways that God um, has called us to do so. And when we see someone flame, we need to recognize that that person is one of us at the en- at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, I know for me, I can say that I that I'm that I'm always one second away from being a George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the truth. And um, I pray that I'm remembered as someone that used his power. And so that's
1: yeah. it. Um, I, I do want to circle back around real quick, because when you were talking about accountability, I think um, that was really big. And it, it sparked another thought as far as what can white people do. And I, um, I think there's an, an element of, of us having to take individual accountability for our individual actions um, in addition to taking ownership of, of what historically has happened um, for white people as a nation and it's and I say that because it's easier it's much easier to call out what other white people have done either historically or in the present that's not right and not okay and that's good but there's a, another element too of, of we have to we have to model and set an example of acknowledging our own ways that we've we've contributed or we've messed up or or we haven't gotten it because um, there's there's no white person who now sees and has their eyes open that at one point had their eyes closed or or had to go through a process and a journey to get to where they are and i think that's important I think about for me as a white person to remember is like, as much as my eyes are open, which they're not open all the way, there's more for me to go, but I have to model for other people who eyes are not as open as mine that, hey, like I've, I've been where they are to some degree, and, and I, I've done similar things and, and here's what that is and, and almost bearing with where they are at to help them take the next step in their journey because um, it is easy to throw stones at, at other people, at other white people, which again, maybe we do need to hold other white people accountable, but there's the added element I think you mentioned that I think is just really important for us to hold ourselves accountable and set that example, um, as we come alongside our other white brothers and sisters to help, to help bring that information and awareness and, and accountability there too. Um. And we're gonna mess up in that process.
0: Yes'Ala. Yeah. Yes you And it's okay when it's owned. When it's owned. Mm-hmm. That's doing the work. Um perfectionist perfectionism and race don't don't mix. Those kind of conversations don't mix because then you come in thinking that you know everything. Yes. Nice. You know? Um I have had conversations with, with with white people who thought that uh, who who maybe have read a, a chapter out of a history book and wanted to educate me on Black history. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do that, y'all. That's how you, you that's how you get cussed out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. No, that's not what we need. It's about authenticity. It's about ownership. You know. Um, if y'all can own everything else, y'all can own y'all stuff. You know,
1: Yeah, and then I'll add one little academic thing I guess but intention versus consequences and it's easy to get all hung up on your intention of I didn't mean that or I didn't intend that and as a white person it's like we need to focus more on the consequences it's not so much about whether we meant it it's how it impacted the other person and we've got to be able to hold space uh, to be able to acknowledge how our actions or words whether we meant it or not Impacted the other person that's right in front of us. And so just be careful you don't fall into that trap of trying to justify your intentions, that uh, you forget all about the consequences. So we got to focus on the consequences of our actions first and foremost. Um, and again, I'm saying that to myself uh, as I'm in my own process for sure.
0: Okay. Well, uh, for those who are listening again we we absolutely appreciate you if, if you love what you're hearing please feel free to like comment share and subscribe i want to say big out because not only have we gotten a few followers a little bit, yeah but we even have some from different countries yeah. that have been following so shout out to uh my my friends in tanzania and my friends in Namibia. And I think there was also someone from France
2: Dang.
0: Um, okay. that, that have been listening. And so uh, we absolutely appreciate how you all um, have begun to listen to us. And, again, if you like what we're doing, absolutely share it. We hope that it blesses you. And mm-hmm. from uh, me, I am Wayne. And Jacob. And we are signing out. Manuel Thomas, we love you guys. Peace. Love you guys.
2: Bye.